Let's go first straight to First Peter. <clears throat> expectation of suffering verses 1 to 3 recall what sin did to the Lord verse 1 we've looked at that he suffered for us in the flesh realize the will of God and we are to arm ourselves and last week we looked at live the rest of your time rest of your time <laughs> once you become a Christian what are you going to do with the rest of your time Spend, spend it in the flesh or in the will of God and we looked at that last week as a great thought quite a bit contained in those verses <clears throat> not live the rest of the time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God and now we move on to verse 3 for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles we were walked in lasciviousness Lust, excess of wine, revelings, banqueting, and abominable idolatries, in which they think you strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. For, for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Okay. <clears throat> so, recall what sin did to the Lord. Realise the will of God in your lives. Do it in other words. And then remember what you were before <clears throat> you met the Lord. <laughs> we could sort of have a testimony time now, couldn't we? <laughs> but we don't want to bat, dwell on what we were, but what we should be. But here it does tell us what we were and it paints an ugly picture of what we were. Now, but for the grace of God, there we still be, wouldn't we? In those same sins. And there are many, many people that are still there doing those very things, even tonight, more on Friday and Saturday nights in our country. And uh, you see them as you drive around if you're out that hour or day of the week. <clears throat> so remember what you were before you met the Lord Jesus. And that gives you an appreciation for what you are now, what you have in the Lord presently. So repudiate the past. I've put down for verse first part of verse 3. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. How, how many Gentiles are in the world? Everybody that's not a Jew or a Christian is a Gentile. The, the church, the, the, the distinctions in Corinthians, it's the church, the Jew and the Gentile, isn't it? The three distinct groups, but yeah, well, and, and we are, if we're Christians, saved Gentiles or Jews. Um, <clears throat> so repudiate the past, the will of the Gentiles. And that is everywhere in our face. And uh, they put that up on their advertising. This is the will of the Gentiles. 
the what was it, rubbish mail, yep. the will of the Gentiles, the adverts on television. They've got a way of plugging it in to your life every day, all the time, on the radio, on the television, and now on the internet. This is the will of the Gentiles. Do the will of the Gentiles. And that's what they're trying to make us do. Satan has got a access into our very minds and lives 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Repudiate the past. <clears throat> Satan could use the past things to discourage and divert us back to the old way. To get us digressed and go that way again. There are some things that are worth remembering. Back in the book of Deuteronomy, here's something that the Jews could remember. In chapter 5 and verse 15, where it reads, And remember that thou wast a servant, and, and we can liken this to ourselves, we're, they were a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out from there through a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. So remember that the Lord delivered us from where? And he delivered them from the land of Egypt with an outstretched arm. He brought us out of the land of Egypt too in type, didn't he? Egypt, a picture of the world. Remember that we've been delivered from, as the Bible says, so great a death. Delivered from the world by an outstretched arm of God into our lives. God invites all, as we were looking at last night again, in the last of the well, perseverance of the saints. <clears throat> anyway, God speaks to all to come unto him and be ye saved. He spoke to Israel, they all came out and uh, they were slaves in Egypt. What is amazing is, and as we went through that Sunday after Sunday for a while, is that when they got out there and they run out of this and they run out of that and they grizzled and complained, would to God we were back in Egypt. That's the amazing thing, isn't it? That they'd rather go under the whip of Pharaoh just so they could have some leeks and onions. Now, it's not so amazing as we look around at Christians today who want to and hanker for the things of the world and don't want to be in the work of the Lord. Take a look around. Isn't that a case? It's really sad. A real sad an indictment on Christians today. Because that's the evidence. It's uh, really sad. Discouraging for those who want to be faithful too. In the work of the Lord. <clears throat> so... Don't do what Egypt did when you get out of Egypt. Don't look back like Lot's wife. Just keep pressing forward. Um, Paul, <clears throat> as he thought back on his previous life, he had a lot that he'd like to expunge from his mind, but he couldn't, you know. I'm sure that he... Once you've done something, seen something, you've seen someone murdered mm. and you're a part of it, you don't, you don't forget that sort of thing. And he would love to have forgotten that. And what did he call himself when he could... Re he, he, he remembered that sort of thing. He called himself the chief of sinners. The chief of sinners because of the wickedness that he did in the times. Repudiate the past. It's underneath the blood. And the Lord cast it as far as the east is 
from the West. <clears throat> Turn to Philippians. And again, Paul is speaking on this occasion in chapter 3 and verse 7 and following there. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 3. The things that were gained to me, <laughs> those are counted lost for Christ. What do you think in Paul's life, in his unsaved state, unsaved religious state, were gained to him? He was a motivated person. He was a go-getter. Paul was driven. But what was driving him to do what he did? And what did he do? What was one of his big things? He wanted to get persecuted the Christians was it not also he got to that point but he got to that point by being educated in a religion of the world I mean of the of the Jews and religion I say not believing like Abraham his father it, and he he wanted to get to the top of that and he was well trained under under Gamaliel it is said that the Lord used that when he did get saved, things just fell into place. Ding, 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 like that. Yeah. And um, God used that education, yeah. that knowledge only, not down here, but up in his head, yeah. to fall to his heart. Lord, what they'll have, will thou have me to do? So all those things that he counted gain, he were loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. And it wasn't just a know-in-your-head knowledge of Christ. It was an ex experience of the Lord in his life. My Lord, who have suffered the loss of all things, the loss of all those things, <laughs> and the, the prestige and the position um, among people, among power, hungry people of the day, and to count them but done. And so as Paul looked back, he said it just wasn't worth it just wasn't worth it and so as we look back in our lives we can say the old life it just wasn't worth it <laughs> and as people who get saved later in life and they've experienced more of life as a gentile or unsaved gentile and they they get saved they say just wasn't worth it you talk to people who come to church here that got saved later in life and what do they say wasted time wasted years or I could have been spending them in the Lord's work. Could have been testifying. Could have been living. And, and then they say wasted family because the family that they raised was raised in an unsaved family. And, and now they've struggled, really struggled to try and win their, win their family to the Lord. But the family just, what? Don't want a thing to do with it. Well, you can read on all through that and be found in him. That's where we need to be found in Christ, out of Egypt, in the Lord. <laughs> Not having mine own righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. By faith in the Lord, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. So as you look back, he said, I'm glad I'm done with that. I don't even have any desire for that anymore. I don't want to go back there. And uh, <clears throat> being made conformable to his death, I die to that. By any means, I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained, and the verses we know there, he pressed toward the future. So he repudiated the past, gave that up, and pressed toward. And Christian, Christians that are, oh, well, let's go on. Let's, I don't want to jump ahead too much. Back into 
Peter, chapter 4, for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. That's what we did. That's what we're involved with. That's where we spent our time, our money and all our efforts. And we went to, the, we went to all the sports and we entertained ourselves to death. We went out and spent all our money we earned on the week, in the week during on Friday night, partying and so forth, as you're going to see in a minute. That's what we did. <laughs> we wrought the will of the Gentiles. <clears throat> the will of the unsaved world in the book of Ephesians. And it's not hard, as you think through the Bible, to go and find passages that talk about the will of the Gentiles and list the things that are of the will of the Gentiles that we used to be involved with. Chapter 5 of um, Ephesians, and really 3 to 15, talks about it. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness. This is the will of the Gentiles. Let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Now, <laughs> where do you find this now? Not only in the world, but where? In the church. church. So called. Don't let it even be named among you. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather let it be giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous. This is, the, this is the will of the Gentiles that unsaved people get to doing all the time. Who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. These people don't, they're not going to heaven. Let no man deceive you with vain words for be because of these things cometh the wrath of God on the children of disobedience. Be ye not therefore partakers with them. For ye were once sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now there are other things that aren't so bad, but it's still the will of the Gentiles. What are there some, some things that were, maybe weren't listed there, like fornication, covetousness and filthiness and that... But what are some other things that aren't so bad but are still of the will of the Gentiles? What in our country? What are some things that are maybe healthy but aren't... It, it's not the will of the Lord, but it's the will of the Gentiles. What are, they, what are they crazy about in our country? Love the sport. Sports, football, things like that. They, they, they crave that sort of thing. And um, remember when going to school, you know, it was all talk Monday, your team win. Well, I didn't have a team... Uh, we had we played sports at school. Yep, got involved a bit. Stayed skinny. <laughs> Stopped sports. Got fat. <laughs> anyway, it's um, it's a crazy thing. And COVID shut down the states. What did they all do? Well, I heard on the news of eight, 18 game. I don't know what. They're all the same. Fifteen whole groups of them fled to Melbourne. You know what'll happen? <laughs> Big outbreak down there. <laughs> they take it down. And you think, oh, you know, they can't give it up. I don't know if they'll let have a crowd down there. Maybe they get more money out of the folks. Anyway, that sort of thing. It's not, well, I don't know, in the crowd what goes on, but not been to one. But you see, the love of it, just the hankering and, you know, they sell their themselves, they've got their team and they'll, They'll give to it more than people give to come to church. <laughs> Their offerings will go there. That's what they worship. And um, <clears throat> sports, 
other things that they'll get in, their hobbies that they'll get involved with. The will of the Gentiles, satisfying the flesh. Now I'm not saying you can't go to a game of sports if you want, but if it's that's what you just live for, you've got a problem doing that. Chapter 2 of Ephesians. I didn't even finish reading that, chapter 5, but it goes on. We should redeem, it ends with redeeming the time. Don't waste it on those things. Chapter 2 of Ephesians, as I said, many passages. Verse 11, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision. So we were in the flesh, we're aliens. Verse 12, from, from Israel, strangers from the covenants. But now, in Christ Jesus, we've got a whole different purpose for living. You're in the Lord Jesus Christ. We did the will of the Gentiles, but now it's different. Let's go back and just touch on some of these words that are in chapter 4 and verse 3 of Peter. And these are some of the things they get up to. Lasciviousness. Doing the will of the Gentiles. Lasciviousness. This is indecency. Wanton behaviour. Complete lack of restraint. Unrestrained behaviour. <clears throat> I've put with this one, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators. That was in the passage before, was it in Ephesians? Neither fornicators. Fornication is something that happens, a sexual sin that happens, that's not within the bounds of what God has laid down. Nor idolatrous, worshipping something other than God. Nor adulterous, that's a sexual sin that's involved, people involved with who are married. Nor effeminate, what's effeminate? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Same category nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor, nor drunkards. You know, the, the other day, those people was down there in the Dandenongs that were breaking in and stealing things from people's houses that had been wrecked by the storm. Thieves. Uh, in some countries, is it in Muslim countries, they cut off the hand if they find a thief? Yeah. Well, we a thief again, would they? Thief. Thieves. So don't do it again. Second. Thieves. No covetous. Drunkards. Drunkards. This is what we were. These people are not going to enter the kingdom of God. If people say they're Christians and get involved in these things, then you start saying these people aren't going to the kingdom of God. These people aren't going to heaven. Nor revilers nor extortionists. You ever been extorted? Somebody's done you in, diddled you? Don't feel nice, does it? When being ripped off, shall inherit the kingdom. Such were some of you, <laughs> but ye are complete changed, washed. Ye are sanctified. Ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. There's a lot of things a Christian can do, but it's not necessarily expedient that you do them. 
you know, I mentioned sports. You could do that, but it's not maybe expedient. You do them all the time, or a lot of the time. What is something else that might be lawful but not expedient? Work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over overwork. <laughs> who, who said that? Tim. <laughs> yeah, work workaholic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's it. Unless you're in an emergency, what do you call it? Um, First yeah, that's yeah, emergency services people. They yeah. meet church. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yep. All things are lawful, and some things are just not expedient to do. <laughs> I remember I told someone that. This is not expedient to do. It's lawful. It's not Christ, It's not not Christian to do. It's legally Christian to do it, but it's just not the right. It's going to have consequences. About four, five, four years ago, and it's had its consequences. I haven't gone back and said, I "Told you, <laughs> don't do that." <laughs> the Lord, the Lord will teach. Not in the church here. Okay. So, not in a church close here not even in a church but <clears throat> be careful be careful remember wrote the will of lasciviousness a lifestyle and I've got written down here Second Peter just over where we are near where we are chapter 2 verse 7 says and delivered just like vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked can we get vexed with the filthy can you get mm, this is wrong we <laughs> Get, you get fired up about some things. Lot was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked in Sodom. What should have Lot done? Yeah, he should have got out. He should have got out a long time before all the angels come and said, "Get out!" They had to drag him out and drag his family out, and you know, and, and some of the family didn't want to go. Why they got so used to living in Sodom and they were part of Sodom, and he should have got so vexed and so upset with what was going on there, got him out. Got him in church. Got him out with Abraham. Obadiah says in verse 10, and up there when they stood on the other side, they was as one of them. Yep, was as one of them. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what we need to be careful. We, we, if we look like the word, world, we talk like the world, and we act like the world, and we dress like the world, we must be of the world. And a lot, lot more Christians are looking that way these days. <laughs> bring bring someone out from say the days of Spurgeon's church punk them into our church today and say what do you think <laughs> what what do you think they would think uh-huh. <laughs> they would say is this a worldly gathering is this a theatre or is this a church Take them into a hillsong. <laughs> they would definitely say this is. T- well, they wouldn't know what's going on because the sound and the light. They wouldn't know. They they would definitely say this is total just off the planet world. This is this is devilish. Yeah, these are happening in independent Baptist churches, as we said the other day. The la- the lusts. Well, we could take a while, couldn't we? We're going too long. Huh. The next word there is lusts. 
strong desire of any kind, not just sexual desires. <clears throat> In Titus 3.3 3 it says, For we ourselves were sometime, it's you know, back in the past, foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts. That's what we were. Now, can we get dragged back into it? Yes. Why can we get dragged, dragged back into it? Our old man, the, the lusts, as James says, we are drawn away of our own lust and enticed. When lust has conceived, it brings forth death, and death no, brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So <clears throat> that's the process. Lust, strong. And the world is there to feed the lust, isn't it? <laughs> Everything's programmed in the world to feed the strong desires of any kind. Um, <clears throat> then the next one is excess of wine. That's in verse 3. When we walked in lasciviousness, lust, and excess of wine. Why do people use that little phrase there to excuse themselves with, for? Just says excess. You drink a little, but not yeah. excess. Yeah. <laughs> see, how they, see how they weasel their way around that? What is a what does the majority of Bible verses say? Abstain. Abstain. And so we have to weasel our way around by finding a couple of verses that say, oh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's when you get into excess. If we're priests, we can't drink strong drink. <laughs> if we were? We're priests. Yeah. We can't drink <laughs> Yeah, back in there. If we believe a priest. Yeah. Well, why you go down that path in the first place? You, yeah. you start, then you start losing that inhibition yeah, and how do you know? Yeah, unless someone's there that's sober, you're un, you're you're out of it. You've lost your so sobriety already. And um, well, Jesus is the example. Yeah, and yeah, that's no, right. Not for who he was and what he believed. Anyway, excess of wine, and uh, look look not on the. Let's go there. Proverbs, Proverbs, chapter twenty three. The wine when it is red and when it moveth the right in the cup. I love red grape juice. Grape juice, freshly squeezed, not fermented. Oh, what's the other one? It's red grape juice. It's fizzy, but it's not fermented fizzy. It's just like carbonated. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that. A treat at Christmas time. Um, where are we going? Come on, help me. Proverbs, Proverbs 23, that's where we're going. <clears throat> Who's found that one? You can read verse 29 to 33. Please. Who, who, who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath red eyes? Redness of eyes. They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine, look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his colour in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Mm -hmm. Also true, isn't it? 
when one gets drunk and those things happen. And when do you start getting drunk? First sip is when it starts. That's when you start getting drunk. I didn't take a drop, like Troy mentioned, and it wouldn't, wouldn't start. And so <clears throat> even the world recognises that. Revelings. And we could spend a time on each one of these. <laughs> Revelings. Comos is the word, and it's orgies, carousals, tied with pagan religious worship, where people abandon all restraint given to wild eschatus, es, that word, and excess. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> you see it with their advertising, the rock music, and they're just r- bouncing around with uncontrolled body movements and the lights and the smoke and the drink and everything else, the revelings, and they, yeah, the drugs included in that. And that's what, I, that's what I think of when I think of that sort of... And that's what these churches that have this sort of thing and bringing this sort of music, the mosh pits and everything, are introducing into the church. Yeah. Revelings. And they do it in these wicked places. Not for our Christians. That's the time past. Banquetings. Now we say we have banquets. We have a church banquet. Now we we don't mean what they have. What they mean? What it means here? A drinking bout. And uh, <clears throat> um, this is maybe referring to what First Corinthians chapter ten refers to. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 14. Um, Well, verse 16, the cup of blessing which we bless is not, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ, the bread which we break? Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread, and one body, for we are all partakers of this one bread. Um, going down a bit. Verse 20, But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. I would that you should not have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of devils. And uh, <clears throat> in that banquetings um, and drinking parties and drinking bouts. And this is what, don't drink the cup of devils. <laughs> the devil would love to get us involved in that sort of business. And abominable idolatries is the last one there that's mentioned in verse 3. Unlawful Id- idolatry speaking of vileness and corruption of pagan religion. Where governments censured them and allowed them. Um, who did these things in the time past? Professing believers of the present who used to but don't do it anymore. Such depravity ought not be so named among us as Christians. First Corinthians 5.1 and we read, it, read, read this one last night. Such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. <coughs> So repudiate the past, remember the past, not foregoing into it, but saying, no more, don't want it anymore. And the reality at the present is given in verse 4, 
in which they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Christians, your life's sort of so changed, you, you don't want to go there, you don't want to dress like that, you don't want to party like that, you want to think like that, you want to smell like that. Just, you're, you're Christ's. He lives in you and you don't take him to those places. And um, when the prodigal got saved, he said, when he come to his senses, he said, what am I doing in the pig pen? I'm going to get out of the pig pen and go back to the Father. Get out of the world, back to the, back to the Father's place. Where there is food enough, I'm starving in this place. And so <clears throat> the venues we go, the entertainment we entertain ourselves with, non-think, entertain, <laughs> sports, dress, all those things. Galatians five sixteen and 17, there just about talks a list of the things of the flesh just before that. Hebrews 11, 24 to 26. And uh, Nehemiah 4 there, they mocked the Jews for their building program and that and the separation from the world around them. But let's be mocked, but let's be following the Lord, not doing the things that we used to do. We are different now. Um, things have changed, have they not? And if they haven't, where are you really? Whose are you?